I think, I think you have to be brave. What do you want? You decide what you want. Do you have to be, I have to be, I have to be a light. That's mm -hmm. it. Just a light. Bing. This is so dumb. Two hours to get makeup on, to walk for 20 minutes. I really think that's, I do, I think. That's powerful. That's deep. Hi guys, and welcome to Dare Days Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about the days when you dare to be yourself and all things related to your becoming process. Speaking of which, as some of you know, I have come up with an idea of producing and recording a series of interviews with New Yorkers, sharing the stories of how their journey of becoming has been changed or affected by pandemic. And today, I can't wait to introduce you to my first guest in this series, Coco Mitchell, a legendary model who has been working in fashion industry for the last 40 years, collaborating with some of the most famous fashion houses in the world, living in Italy, France, and America, appearing on the pages of the most iconic fashion magazines, an inspiration for many people, including myself. Coco and I had the pleasure of working together in the past, and most recently, we met this summer when I was shooting my All Is One project. And ever since, I couldn't think of a better person to kick off the Becoming in Times of Pandemic series of this podcast. Once you start listening, you'll understand why. So without further ado, let's dive into our conversation with Coco Mitchell, sharing her story of becoming and being true to herself, always and in times of pandemic. Enjoy. With the pandemic, a lot of it for me, because of the work that I do, is very self self promoting. Yeah. With the pandemic, the self promoting part started to seem superficial. Mm. So I had to pull back. Now, where, where, what is my north star? Yeah. Because I'm a very um, intentional person mm -hmm. my intention is this i'm moving towards that intention i'm self-motivated i don't need you to say come on we have to do it come on come on i yeah. don't need that so now the thing that i was thinking of doing uh -huh. the pandemic didn't shut it down but now i have to figure out how to use this medium mm -hmm. in another way Mm. But how can I use it in another way that's not superficial? Because my business is a very superficial business. Mm -hmm. So how do we do that? Because before the pandemic, I was going to come out with a skincare line. Mm. I was coming out wow. with a little makeup line, a little uh, capsule clothing collection. I was working with my friend and his nonprofit with young people mm -hmm. in college and to continue that, mm -hmm. maybe taking them on tours of different colleges mm -hmm. using my own money because these are inner city kids that have never been outside of Harlem and showing them a different way of living mm -hmm. and taking them like most people who have money take their kids on college tours. Yeah. So those are things that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. That wasn't superficial. Yeah. But then you couldn't do that because of the pandemic. The colleges mm -hmm. are closed. Mm -hmm. So now I'm not working with the kids. So, mm -hmm. oh my God, how do we do this? What do I do now? Yeah. So I started calling people, asking them what they were doing. 
what are you doing? How can I help? <laughs> what? Let's get involved. Let's do something. So my friend Earl, mm-hmm. who's a singer, mm-hmm. and he knows that I love using my phone as a mm-hmm. camera, video. So I started helping him shoot mm-hmm. footage for his music videos. Mm-hmm. And we've shot two already. Mm-hmm. Just because I kind of understand the concept and I could see what he's saying in my mm-hmm. head. So with the pandemic, I'm trying to figure out my place on the hamster wheel because mm-hmm. I like the wheel. Mm-hmm. I like the hamster wheel. <laughs> I, the hamster wheel is, I like that place. I like... This is very New York too. <laughs> I like it. I like the run, the run, the go, the rip and running. Yeah. And I love that. But see, it seems like now, in addition to that hamster wheel, which for most of us, it's self-inflicted action. Like, this is what you decide. You create all the projects and Mm -hmm. you decide to reach out to all the people and come up with all these ideas. But now, now you have the hamster wheel. But then in addition to that, you also have a sense of purpose. And now... It's a, a very upgraded hamster wheel, I have to no, say, which is the, great. There was always a sense of purpose. It's just that the purpose now, in order to achieve that purpose, that vehicle has kind of changed for me. I mean, my vehicle, the way that I work, being a model, I've been doing this 40 years. Mm-hmm. And you don't do something 40 years without being involved in your own existence and how you want to see your life progress. So now with the pandemic, how do I push my agenda? Because it's my program. It's all about me without it being... Because now it has to be in the media. You have to see what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Before, it wasn't important that you saw what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Most people didn't know what a model did, what her life yeah, was like. Yeah. Now, the agencies are saying, which I already knew before, mm-hmm. that you have to have a, a social media existence. Mm-hmm. You have to up your followers. So now, this is a whole new way of doing it. I mean, I got booked for a job for a really prestigious magazine. Mm-hmm. Now this is, you know, it was in, uh, what are we now, November, this, this was October. Uh-huh. So it was kind of safe. Everybody has protocols mm-hmm. in place, blah, blah, blah. Then they cancel it. Then they say, no, we want to do this project, but we want you to do a self, a home shoot. So this is how the whole situation changes. Wow. <laughs> now, the the business that I loved, yeah. the superficial, yeah. you book me, I show up. Yeah. Clean face, clean hair, clean nails. Yeah. I sit down for two hours, yeah. and you put makeup, you do hair, you do all of this pampering on me, and then I do my job. So now with this whole new vehicle, media, I don't know what word to use, you're telling me that you want me to do my own hair. Mm. You want me to do my own makeup. You want me to maybe even wear my own clothes. Yeah. You send me the equipment. And then we have to do via Zoom. The photographer, I'm shooting it, but the photographer is guiding me. But 
you have not raised the rate. So yeah. I'm asking my agent, because I mean, I'm in it for the money too, you know, it's not mm -hmm. just the glory. Mm -hmm. What about the hair budget? Yeah. What about the makeup budget? Do I get any of that since yeah. I'm doing? No, they're keeping it the same. So then I have to make a decision. Yeah. Yeah. Do I do this job because we haven't worked in seven months, eight mm -hmm. months? Or do I stand on my principle that I'm not a slave? Mm -hmm. I'm not a slave. So I had to decide that I'm not doing that job. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, because I've always been this way, where if I see an injustice when I'm working and I'm the only black person in the room, I have to stop and say, wait, 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 something's wrong here. And then everyone's like, are you okay? I'm like, no. Why am I the only black person? This, this is wrong. And then with this whole diversity thing that's come out, you see a lot of black faces, but see, this is a business. Are they getting the budget that the white faces got to do I mean, I was on Fifth Avenue, Ralph Lauren, big billboard in the bus where these images, mm -hmm. black kids, they get paid for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I have all my friends, I mean, thank God I've been working. I've been doing campaigns for different beauty brands, and I prayed for campaigns. What I realized, I have to pray for contracts. Uh, yes. Because still, it has to do with the money. It's yeah. economic for them yeah. as well as for me. Mm -hmm. So I get paid. You know, it's not horrible. Mm -hmm. It's really nice. But if I had, if I had a contract, I can do my my projects, and then just do that contract, and I already know that I'm making a certain amount of money. Mm -hmm. So the rethinking of this whole purpose yeah. is always economic mm -hmm. it's always excellence mm -hmm. and it's being brave brave to say no you have to be brave do you feel through the especially last years you've becoming an advocate for for models just like yourself it's not the last couple of years it's been my whole life always because yeah. if i I mean, I do what I love. I know mm -hmm. people who have jobs that they hate their jobs. I love this job, but I, I'm not, I mean, I have, I worked with this designer when I came to New York for years. Yeah. Five years of working for him. Beautiful. Everybody knows him, blah, blah, blah. And I'm the only black model. Mm -hmm. Now, he's not a racist, mm -hmm. but if I don't point it out, he didn't even think about it. Mm -hmm. Now, people could say that's racist. I don't think so because I love him dearly. He's not a racist. But it's not your mindset to yeah. think about how I'm included mm -hmm. in this whole thing because it's been going on like this. Mm -hmm. And see, the difference also is I'm not just an advocate now. When I first started modeling, when I first went to Europe, a lot of the girls on the runway were black. Yeah. They were black. And then wonderful people like Iman, mm -hmm. who you, for me, was like a symbol that I could see in my imagination, her with her foot in the door, keeping it open and saying, come on, you know. And then it kind of changed because the younger generation started to become selfish. Mm -hmm. And it was all about them. 
and they didn't have this mentality of helping each other. So when I see it, and then coming back to America, and hearing what the young black models would say, they don't want us. And I'm like, what? I couldn't even say those words. Those words would never come out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I was raised a certain way where it doesn't matter what you want. Mm -hmm. This is what I want, and I'm going to push until I get it. Mm -hmm. But to just give up, that for me was very strange. To see just come back to America and see people giving up. Because mm -hmm. I was just living my life in Europe, flying here, flying yeah. there, doing, doing whatever I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. To come back to New York to do Donna Karen, Calvin Klein, whatever. I was mm -hmm. like, no, I'm mm -hmm. going to the Mauritius Islands. <laughs> I'm going to Madagascar. Yeah. I, no, no, I'm living my life, no. Yeah. You know, so I think, I think you have to be brave. Yeah. You have to be brave and because of my faith mm -hmm. in God, and believing that he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Mm -hmm. And all of this belongs to him. And the Bible says that I'm an heir and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. And if I believe that Jesus is the son of God, then I'm an heir like he is. So you can't Powerful. tell me that I can't do something. Powerful. But why do you think so many people... They don't think that way. Because Why is it so hard for us to feel that we're in air? And it doesn't matter, in my opinion, it doesn't matter um, whether you believe in God or you call it different names, mm -hmm. you know, that bravery, that courage in right. life right. of being oh, yourself <laughs> and, and not only being yourself, but giving yourself a credit yes. for yeah. who you are and what you do. I find it... Among many, many people, it's so difficult to think that way. Yeah. I am in the air, just like you. Yeah. I think you have to be raised a certain way. Mm. I was raised in such a way by a mother. I don't want to say single mother, mm -hmm. but my mother and my grandmother. And I remember coming home from school. And I'm at a, an age where, and I just realized this, that when I was in elementary school, we desegregated the schools. I didn't oh. even think about that was a word. But when I went to school, it was all white. So that was desegregation. And my sister was bused to a different school. So growing up, I remember coming home and I said to my mother, I think maybe I was 10 or 11. And I said, they. And she said, they? Who's they? Mm -hmm. I said, you know, the white kids. She said, stop. Mm. She said, they don't matter. Mm -hmm. What do you want? Like you mm -hmm. asked me today. What do you want? Mm -hmm. You decide what you want. You stick to that. And it might be the hard. It, why is it so hard for us? That's mm -hmm. one thing that black people have always asked. Mm -hmm. Why do we have to work twice as hard? Mm -hmm. And my mother said, because you do. So I was raised by a very strong woman who raised five kids by herself. We lived in a house, and we were not on welfare. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a car, mm -hmm. and we live in the suburbs. No car, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. But I was also raised with no shame. Now, here we are with the shopping carts walking down the street, five kids going to the grocery. That's a lot of food. Yeah. Yeah. And most people would have been ashamed. Like, oh, my friends are going to see me. I didn't grow up with shame. My mother gets up. In the, it's dark. 
and she goes to work mm -hmm. and she comes home and it's dark. That means that I would have to be ashamed of her. So if you didn't grow up with that sort of pride and love for the person who's literally taking care of you and sacrificing, then of course you're not going to have that sense of self-worth. That's mm -hmm. what I think. And the other thing that I think is that as a, as a nation, African-American people, the church was a place that you went to. Right, right. It was the church, you went to church, but it wasn't just church. It was a group of people. It was a network of people. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was a network. Yeah. So if you needed something, this person could help you, that person could, and it was like that. Then all of a sudden, this mindset of it's a crutch came in. And in the Bible, it says you left your first love. Because God says he loved it. He so loved the world that he sent his only son. So when you leave, he still loves you, but he's given us a will. So mm -hmm. your will is to do what you want mm -hmm. and to forget who your heavenly father is, whether you believe in God or not, but to believe that some, there's something greater. Mm -hmm. not, you're not great. You know, there's something greater that's keeping everything moving. Mm -hmm. And if that wasn't there... What, who would you be, you know, if you really think about it? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and when I first started this quest, because mm -hmm. I never, I didn't really think like this forever. I had my mother's mindset growing up. And when I started my career of this is what I want, this is where I'm going, this is what I'm going to get. Doesn't matter what you say about me, what you do to me. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I'm not in your head. Maybe you had a fight with your boyfriend. I don't care. I came for the job. I came for the job and I came for the money. Mm -hmm. It's always been that for me. It's never been about fame. Mm -hmm. But then I started to see things in a different way. I started to see where I was living and how I was living and people so fortunate complaining and then I went to Egypt and I saw people with birth defects, children with birth defects, walking crippled like animals on all fours, mm. blind people. And then I go back to Italy and you're talking about your 600 series BMW was not big enough. Mm. I started crying. That's when I started to ask, my will is not enough. My will to do all these things is not enough because after a while it can't all be on me yeah so that's when I started my quest for understanding who God really is and I started reading the Bible mm. and then when I was in Milan and people started saying to me are you married <laughs> and I'm like no but you're different oh. you know and this is when this is before I was like crazy Partying. Yeah. I was hanging out. I would go straight from the party to Givenchy, the mm -hmm. fashion show, you know. I started to slowly, it wasn't like overnight. <laughs> of course, yeah. Slowly change and see that there's something more important mm -hmm. than, because all of this is really beautiful and shiny. Yeah. What happens when the shine is gone? I was just about to say that um, 
being in that industry, especially during those times, I mean, mm. you, you've seen all of it. Amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's wonderful. But it's so easy to lose yourself in that. Yeah. And lose the sense of your own purpose. No, in, I saw a lot of people lose themselves mm. and die. Yeah. Die because they lost themselves. But I think because my mother's voice in my head mm. was always there, I'm out. I'm partying with you. Mm. But I know at a certain point I have to stop yeah. because my purpose is to be working here, not partying. Mm. And I saw a lot of girls lose their way. You know, I came to work. Mm -hmm. This is fun. But you're not going to the casting tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no. No, I, I have to go. And I thank God that, and it's been, I, my new hashtag is mm -hmm. the, the walking miracle. Mm, that's a good one. Because I've been doing this for 40 years. And back then, mm -hmm. the amount of, I could say drugs and alcohol and sex, drugs and rock and roll. Yeah. My life, God has preserved me to look a certain way, to have a certain vitality and youth for a reason. And for me to squander that reason, it's just not fair for all the things, all the blessings he's given me. Now it's time to give back. Wonderful. When did you feel that now is time to give back? It's, not, it's just the way you pronounce that it sounds like there was that epiphany moment. When I came, when I first came in the 90s, when I first came back to America, yeah. I felt it's time to give back mm -hmm. because the reality of living in America was so different than my reality of living in Europe. Mm -hmm. In Europe, you know, I was accepted because of who I was and what I was doing and how fabulous and oh, 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 all of that. The same thing was happening in America. I was accepted and doors were open because of what I had achieved. But now I'm walking in the midst of people who are in despair, who don't have that experience. So the first thing I wanted to do was work with young people, go to Parsons and and understand, you know, they had like jury shows and mm -hmm. you did fittings and you work with the young designers. Mm -hmm. and, and, and then, you know, because that's who I was, that's where I came from. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, before that, before I started modeling, I was a teacher. So my heart is also the heart of a teacher. So whether I'm teaching young people, the... ABCs, mm -hmm. or I'm teaching you the ABC of how to make your goal. Yeah, it's the same. So that's when my when I said I have to give back because mm -hmm. you can't just keep taking, mm -hmm. and then people around you are unhappy. It was really mind blowing, mm -hmm. the despair, and to see beautiful young women give up because they don't want us. What? I'm always so inspired by the way you voice yourself mm. in a sense that I know that you know exactly what you want, mm -hmm. how you want it, mm -hmm. when you want it, yeah. and you know that you will get it. Did you always know what you want in life? 
No. And how you want it? No. No? When I was growing up, and the way that my body is, I wanted to be a dancer. But I grew up in a time where you had to become a professional. Mm. And you had to assimilate into the society. Mm-hmm. So here I have a mother who was not a professional, mm-hmm. who worked like a slave mm-hmm. to make sure we had what we needed. And sometimes we had holes in our shoes. Mm-hmm. My grandmother would put cardboard. So it, wasn't not, it was not always easy. My mother, when I was in high school, mm-hmm. and we're sitting with the guidance counselor thinking about college or whatever, and I sat there and I said, I want to be a dancer. And she's like, no, you're not. Wow. You are going to be a teacher. And because I had so much respect for my mother, what she wanted became what I wanted. Okay? And it wasn't like begrudgingly. It was like, that's what I'm going to do. And do you know, to this day, I have never taken a dance class. That's crazy. But I do like dancing. But just the whole taking the class, I've never taken the class. So knowing... And that's always been a question when I first became this devout Christian. What is my purpose? Why did you create me? And I have to believe that he's created me the way that I look, the way that I am, the way that I was raised, to place me in situations where I can give other people hope, you know. And when I go someplace, it's not about me. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say I, I had this amazing job in L.A. Uh-huh. for Estee Lauder. It was, mm-hmm. the location was, like, breathtaking. Yeah. I mean, it was supermodel mm-hmm. here. It was mm-hmm. amazing. But the question has to be, why am I here? Mm-hmm. What is my purpose? Okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? And not always what do you want me to say, but just how do you... Do you have to be, I have to be, I have to be a light. That's Mm -hmm. it. Just a light. Bing! In the room, doing my job, being excellent, being brave. That is beautiful. Having my intention. And that's, that's the purpose because I was like, I never knew, really knew what I wanted to do. I mean, Mm -hmm. I didn't decide to be a model. I was Mm -hmm. scouted by Eileen Ford on the street. Mm -hmm. And now I'm a model. I didn't choose that. Mm. I didn't know what it was. But once I decided that I'm going to stay in this, now I have to learn how to be this. Mm. And that's the problem with a lot of people. They don't study to be better, to get the next job. Mm. Because it's not just... I mean, when I first started working, you know, you walk into the room, I see myself in this show. Because I see... I see all these girls, they look like me. So I'm supposed to be here. It's not like I I look different. So I saw myself there. The clients saw me there, even when I didn't know what I was doing. So now that I want to do this, I need to learn how to do it. Mm -hmm. And it got harder. (laughs) Because now I I want to do it. Mm -hmm. Now they're saying, wait a minute, we don't know if we want you. Mm -hmm. It got hard. Wow. It got hard, and I think it got hard to see if I really, if I was really going to, going to stay in it. Because mm-hmm. I could have stopped, mm-hmm. gone back to teaching or whatever. Who knows what would have happened. Yeah. But I said, okay, 
because I thought it was silly, first of all. Mm-hmm. But this is the silliest thing. I mean, I was like, whatever, okay, <laughs> this is so dumb. Two hours to get makeup on, from to walk for 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh, this is crazy. Then you do the editorial, it's fabulous, but you're there all night long. Mm-hmm. Okay, the pictures look nice, but really? This is important? Yeah. So here I am. I don't know how they say poo-pooing on mm-hmm. something that people want to do. They grow up wanting to do this, mm-hmm. and I have the opportunity. How dare you? So that's when I said, okay, I need to learn how to walk. Mm-hmm. I need to learn how to be in front of the camera. And it's funny, when you put the camera up, that's the other thing that's very strange for me mm-hmm. during the pandemic. Now the camera is almost like stop. Ah, interesting. When it wasn't a job, it always felt like a job. Like, I would always be like, yeah, you know, I know the angle would always be like like working. And now it's almost like, I have to think about this, and I have to think about why it feels uncomfortable. Because I can do selfies, and I... But as soon as a person, not Mm -hmm. a photographer, not to say, you know Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying, not... Mm -hmm. A person in my field picks mm. up a camera and puts it in my face. I feel uncomfortable. Because, mm. I mean, before being with my family, we take pictures mm-hmm. all the time. But I was always posing. But it, maybe it is because um, the subject, the purpose of the photo shoot or this experience mm-hmm. is to show your real self. Right, and but for you to be your true self. But I, I think I don't think I ever was. Mm. Wow. I really do. I really think that's. I do. I think that's powerful. That's deep. Yeah. I no, because when you put the camera and it's happened, I'm one of those people. Yeah. That I'm in my head a lot. Like my friends are like, "Can you please watch a comedy?" Why are you watching doc- the same so way, all these yeah. documentaries? <laughs> yeah, everything you way. talk about is so deep. Can we laugh? <laughs> so I'm in my head and I want to understand what is it? I mean, it's like a shift, you know, because when I have to work, it's like, ding. Mm-hmm. but now I don't know. Maybe it has to do with just being isolated, having COVID. Being sick as a dog, uh, thinking I'm going to die, how it's not that important, how I look when you put the camera in front. Like, why is that important, Coco? Why why do you have to have that that veil up? Yeah. You know, you don't want people to see you look normal. Yeah, I think, you know, generally... But what is normal for me? Exactly. I think generally during this COVID uh, and this pandemic year, a lot of people um, came to realize what was important for them and what was not, and what was superficial and what was real. And then um, you have to decide for yourself, okay between superficial and imaginary stories and mm-hmm. the truth and my own truth, right. what do I choose? Yeah, but I think for me, right now, because I've always been there, what mm-hmm. you just said, I've been there, but because I've, I've taken a couple of real stances, okay, mm-hmm. this is a new stance for me, to let my hair grow mm-hmm. out naturally, that's really deep. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, it's, 
it's a deep thing because a friend of mine, well, she's a friend now. She's a writer for Vogue. Mm -hmm. And she's writing this story about textured hair, mm -hmm. hair diaries. Mm -hmm. And she asked me to be one of the first people mm -hmm. four months ago. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, I have to get back to you because I've been writing down what it means to me not to really know what my hair is and how important this hair thing really was and I didn't realize that it was important. I never thought about it. It's like I cut it off. It grows back. Whatever. Mm -hmm. It's short. I'm going to leave it short. It's growing a little bit. I go to the barber. Mm -hmm. He cuts it short. I leave it like that. It's mm -hmm. easy breezy. I wash it. I go out. And now when you let it grow, you look different. Mm -hmm. When I look in the mirror, I look different. So when you pull out the camera, I'm thinking, what am I going to look? How am I going to look? Mm. Do I know? Is, it, is she going to capture me? But who is me? Because I really, I did only one shoot like this. Uh -huh. And the woman, Nikki, mm -hmm. that used to be with Wilhelmina that I asked about the casting for the Christopher John Rogers show, mm -hmm. we did a shoot with my hair like this. And I showed up with it not like this. And she's like, no, I want, I want your hair calmed down. Mm -hmm. So that was the first time. The pictures look good, but she's a photographer. They had a makeup artist. Mm -hmm. So it was almost like I just see myself like this. I don't see this other extension. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just kind of like talking out loud. But it's very interesting. Making... It's almost like an attempt to understand your identity like mm -hmm. you and what your identity consists of. I think for so long, my identity was wrapped around other people, their identity, mm -hmm. not, not even thinking their identity of me, but this, this, this is the project. This is the goal. This is the, this is where we're going with mm -hmm. this. This is how we're going to do it. This is the makeup that we're going to use. These are the clothes that we're going to wear. Mm -hmm. Your hair is short. That's perfect. So it's just your face. Mm -hmm. da, 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 da. So this whole time, I've been wrapped up in their vision. Of you. vision. Not of me, but their vision. Yeah. It's not me. It's almost like I didn't matter. It's like their yes. vision. And I, I just said that out loud. That's the first time I thought about it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't me. Mm -hmm. It was their vision. Exactly. You got and, it. I, and I show up. And then you do the makeup mm -hmm. like you want. And you yeah. put on the clothes that you choose for me. So you provide the canvas yeah. for their vision. Yeah. Essentially. Exactly. Yeah. And I remember, you know, first time we met... Um, a few years ago at the mm -hmm. photo studio, you did mention to me that it was one of the first times when a photographer or, people or person on set actually asked the questions about your story. Yeah, but no one, you were the first professional mm. that asked me about me. Professional photographer. Mm -hmm. Now, I think what I do, and you know me, you know I talk a lot, what I do is, and I understand this profession, that people come and go. So when I show up, unless you do your homework, you don't really know who I am. Mm -hmm. So I have a tendency to mm -hmm. give my whole life story. And mm -hmm. those two hours that you're doing my makeup and hair. And what happened, 
when did we shoot this for Essence, the 50th anniversary? Mm -hmm. Essence was my first job. I get to the studio, this is before the pandemic, and um, I don't look at the email, I just have the address. Mm -hmm. Then I look down and it says accessories. And I'm like, Lord, is this a joke? Is this mm -hmm. a prank? This is a prank. Yeah. Because accessories, you can hire anybody to do accessories. Accessories are sunglasses. That's mm -hmm. you're hiding behind. And then when I walk in, they have wigs. The, I don't wear wigs. So you really are not hiring me. Mm -hmm. So that's when I have to ask the Lord, why am I here? Okay. To be nice, to be kind, mm -hmm. to be loving. Not be a diva, mm -hmm. not act like a crazy person, but to be a light. But at the yeah. same time, let them know what you've done and what your accomplishments are. The first shot, they put a wig, everything. The first shot, sunglasses, gorgeous clothes. I mean, mm -hmm. Gucci, everything, Dior. We're shooting. The photographer, the makeup artist, the hairstylist, all of the art directors are there. All of a sudden, no one's on the set but me. And I'm thinking, what is going on? I go back into the makeup and hair room. Mm -hmm. They come back and they say, why would we camouflage you when you have such a big body of work? My thing is to always make sure I get what I want. Mm -hmm. Whether they change the job or not, but you're going to know who I am. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's crazy. They take the wig off. They redo whatever. They put me it. in the 50th anniversary, and they give me a two-page spread with an interview. And the title was Busy, Booked, and Blessed. Wow. Look at God. Wow. I mean, that's, that's a miracle. It's amazing. But you know what? I just thought um, there is one fine line connecting all of your stories, mm -hmm. I think. First of, all, first, first of all, first of all, you, you trust. Mm. You just trust life. Yeah. Whether it's your career choice... Mm -hmm. Um, and, of course, you trusted your mother to go and study and become a teacher. But then you also trusted life that, that okay, I'm just going to go with that. Yeah, and, then, and then when modeling happened, you trusted that. But then, okay, the second portion of your formula is, um, first of all, to be intentional. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean asking why. Yeah. Why am I here? What is my purpose because a lot of people don't have that mindset of asking, yeah. why? What is my mission? Yeah. What is my purpose? Yeah. What is the reason? Um, I mean, but then, yeah. yeah. When I first went to, when I first started modeling, mm -hmm. hated it, thought it was silly. I mean, I was a college graduate teaching. I have to go on all these castings in the summer. It's hot and the winter is freezing. I don't really mm -hmm. have the clothes to compete. Mm -hmm. um, I moved without mm -hmm. asking if I could, mm -hmm. this is my life, to Los Angeles. Now I get to LA. This is, this is like you're saying going. Just go. Mm -hmm. Just go. You have to drive. I didn't know you had to drive. 
We didn't have a car growing up, but I have no shame. So I find myself in L.A. sweeping up hair in a beauty salon to make money to buy a beat-up car Mm -hmm. in order to go on castings. So how do I work if I don't have a car? But if I had shame, Mm -hmm. then I would have been like everyone's thinking, oh, look at the car that I'm driving and da-da-da. I didn't care. Then going to Europe, Like I said to my family, I said, no one's ever asked me, how was that? Mm -hmm. You pick up your life and you go to a foreign country where you don't speak the language. Then you have to live there. Mm -hmm. You have to navigate how you're going to get around without understanding anything. How I did all of that, because I wasn't even... I didn't think about it. It wasn't like, can I do it? Can I, can I, can I do it? Mm-hmm. Let's just do it. The door opened mm-hmm. and I walked through the door. They kept sending me back and forth to Florence when I was in LA mm-hmm. to shoot with this photographer. And I said to myself, wow, the next time they send me, mm-hmm. if they send me, I'm staying. Yeah. And that's what I did. And then everyone kept saying, you should be in Milan. And I'm thinking, What's, what is Milan? I wasn't thinking like a model. I'm in Florence. I'm going, to, I'm going to study art and learn the language. I'm thinking like an educated person. <laughs> now I go to Milan, and now I have to be a model. Because in L.A., you're a model, but you have a life. So I'm like, oh, my God, this is, this is crazy. They see something that I don't see. They see me doing this. Mm-hmm. And I have to trust that these people know what they're doing. They're not stupid. Mm-hmm. So if my agent knows what he's doing and he sees me one way, if Armani and all of these people see me a certain, Versace see me a certain way, then I must be that. And I think that's when the identity, the it was my identity with growing up and then my identity with how they see me mm-hmm. and how I fit into their purpose. Yeah. You know, it wasn't personal or Coco. We love her. Mm-hmm. It's how they get their goal. You know, so yeah. it, it's really funny. It's thinking about all of this stuff. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. When I, you know, I, when I think about modeling generally, it's a, such a almost underestimated job in the sense of how difficult it is and it's how... Hard damaging it is to your identity it's so hard it is a hard you cannot be a wimp Mm. you have to be strong because people while you're standing there talk about your whole physical Mm. body face arms legs this that they're talking about you and i learned to speak italian so i can understand them talking about me and i'm like oh my god Mm -hmm. oh my god so it's not for the faint of heart. You have to be a strong person. You, and you have to want it. If you mm-hmm. want this, then it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And I liked all the perks. Yeah. You know, I liked the travel. I liked the money. Mm-hmm. I liked all the beautiful people that I could hang out with and mm-hmm. all the amazing places mm-hmm. that I could go to. I loved all of that, so that's why I stayed in it. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm not going back to America. I can stay here and do this and whatever. Yeah. So 
But now just thinking about it and thinking of purpose, and I, when I first came from Europe, all I saw were takers. Mm. And then I, I just started looking for the givers and how I could help you give. Yeah. How I could help you give. That's my thing, you know? Yeah. And I, I, and I can see how that is your mission these mm -hmm. days. Yeah. And yeah. especially, um, I think during this pandemic time and self-isolation time, we all asked ourselves the question of... That's crazy. Yeah. What is me and how can I be more myself? Yeah. But you know, the funny... For me also, with this pandemic, it's made, you, you see, I talk a lot, right? <laughs> but never on the phone. Mm. So with the pandemic, I was totally in isolation. People text, mm. but people don't call each other. Mm. But I've never had the habit of calling. I didn't even grow up, you know, teenagers you know, on the phone all the mm. time. I wasn't that girl. So... That was another thing that I realized. I'm not expressing these thoughts are not coming out of my head. They're stuck in my brain. Mm -hmm. You know, with the pandemic, it's like, oh my God, I need to be around people. I need mm -hmm. to talk. So thank you for inviting yeah. me. <laughs> well, the first day that we shot for mm -hmm. your, you know, your new podcast, your new project, mm -hmm. I felt very nervous. Mm -hmm. I also, I felt. I felt nervous and I felt I felt scared because a lot of things that I was feeling I didn't know if I could say. Mm. You know, and some some things are dark, you know. Mm -hmm. There's some dark things that you think about when, when I'm walking down the street and I see people just in front of the liquor store. Mm -hmm. It's like, "Oh my god, can you do something?" But these are people who have given up. Why am I judging you? Mm -hmm. Shut up. Stop it. Mm -hmm. You know, those, those, those feelings, that's not right. Mm -hmm. You know, who am I to judge how they live their lives? Well, I don't know their story, mm -hmm. you know. And it's become such a situation that's so systematic where you get money to not work. You get the, 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 the. Mm -hmm. and, and it just, it's generations of people or lost is that and then there there are people like when we work with the young people mm -hmm. me and my friend Earl we try to give them a different experience mm -hmm. we take them to the museum mm -hmm. we take them to dinner like mm -hmm. Thai food they're like mm -hmm. what what is this I'm like oh my god you know mm -hmm. just just different experiences to get them to understand that there's there's more mm-hmm You know? Yeah, I you know when I listen to you, I uh, I see and feel how how you always thought about yourself and your life out of the box, like being yeah. out of the box, and you were never you never had those self limiting beliefs that you, know you can't do certain things. You know also why? Yeah, growing up, okay, my mother was amazing, my grandmother was very mean, mm. okay, and it's very strict. Mm -hmm. My brothers were horrible, okay? I'm in this house. This house is crazy. Mm -hmm. It's a crazy house. <laughs> And all I kept saying was, this is before my, my, my life, my walk with God, because mm -hmm. it's not religious, it's a walk. I used to always say, 
I even asked my mother, I said, did they make a mistake at the hospital? Am I in the right family? <laughs> so I think that was also a driving force. I mm. got to get out of here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, someone, uh, a friend of mine once told me that um, your family, and maybe that's not for everyone, but mm -hmm. for many people can relate to that, I'm sure. Your family is the first challenge you need to overcome in your life. Beyond. And, and essentially... Uh, it shapes you, of course. Definitely. It shapes who you are. I, I think that I was groomed mentally to be the caregiver. You've spent some time analyzing your life and looking at where you were coming from and how far you've come. And you actually know those important stages and points in your life, right? Because I do the, yeah. a lot. I analyze myself yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, Reflection. Exactly. So how important it is for us to self-reflect. Yeah. Just and, that. And this business, there's a lot of times you're in isolation. You're by yourself. Mm -hmm. So you have, you could think about yourself or you could just think and do crazy things. Mm -hmm. And what changed also in my life when I was in Milan and I was working a lot and I was partying a lot. Mm -hmm. And I said, if I give this percentage of my time to my profession, mm -hmm. how much further will I be along? You could find yourself not even having a goal. It's just all the do 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 do. Yeah, yeah. And this is working. Back. But as much time as I put in doing this, mm -hmm. if I put that percentage over here, mm -hmm. this could be something really powerful. Yeah. And that's that's what changed in my life mm -hmm. when I was in Milan. And I think it carried over me moving back to America mm -hmm. because now my family, my mother's getting older, mm -hmm. my sister's getting older, her kids who I don't know are getting older. No mm -hmm. one knows me. Mm -hmm. And even my mother said, well, Coco, I don't really know you. Mm -hmm. I started crying. Yeah. So you have to think about all of these other things. Mm -hmm. I don't. They don't know me. I don't know them. Mm -hmm. So what's going to happen down the line? Mm -hmm. Am I still just going to be this person by herself? You know. And I have my cousin. Do you sure you don't want to get married? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I've never been that person. I always, you know, even though I've had boyfriends long term, mm -hmm. blah blah blah, but I've always wanted my own space. Yeah. I don't mm -hmm. know. No, it's it's just who I am. No, not only your space, but your way. Yeah. Then yeah. look at all this success and what you've done in your life. And I'm and I don't talk about, I don't mean all the covers and right, magazines right. and mm -hmm, jobs. Mm -hmm. I mean success as a person. Yeah. Um, and different people can define it differently, but in my mind, success is in, you know, liberating yourself yeah. from any self-limiting patterns or thoughts right. or cognitive habits. And that's the other yeah. thing when I moved back to America, I decided, I started realizing that this person really doesn't want me. Mm -hmm. They want that thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, why do you have to talk like that? Yeah. Well, why don't you wear this? And why don't you dress like that? Mm -hmm. Why should I dress? So we're going around the yeah. corner. We live in Soho. Mm -hmm. This is our neighborhood. I have to get dressed up to go out. 
Yeah. And I said, oh, okay. What do I want? No, you want that thing. <laughs> and I don't, no, I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's uh, it's been a choices, making choices. I would say the first mm, 20 years of my career, mm-hmm. I didn't choose. Mm. I didn't choose. You were chosen. Yeah, I was chosen and I was blessed and I was given stuff. And then when I moved back to America, it was just like, okay. Because I know American people. I know how yeah. they think. And it's, I'm saying to myself, mm-hmm. this is not right. Something is wrong here. What did you just say? How did you just do that? What's going on? Huh? huh? What? You know, yeah, and that's that's what happened. It all mm-hmm. started changing the last twenty years since I've been in mm-hmm. New York City. Mm. The first twenty years was like, oh, yeah, wow, so powerful. Mm-hmm. And this has been sort of, you know, I understood that my life was so wrapped up mm-hmm. in the lives of the designers that I was working for. I had no life. Mm-hmm. And then when my mother got sick. Six years ago, mm-hmm. seven years ago, I decided maybe I need a life. Maybe I need to step away for a second. I didn't stop modeling, but there were just certain things that I would do because I need to. I need to think about this. I really need to think about this. Yeah. 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 So, and now it's on my terms. And it's um, you know I have to say it's so exciting. It's so exciting and inspiring to see what's next for you yeah. and, um, you know, watching your and learning about your journey of becoming yourself is so beautiful. Yeah, it's just fun. great. And um, I'm so thankful and grateful for the opportunity to just be in your light and in your presence. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Their Days Podcast. As always, I welcome all of your feedback and comments. Please let me know what you think. If you would like to connect with Coco, I'm leaving a link to her Instagram account in this episode's description. And also, if you know anyone who could be a great fit for future episodes and open to share their story of becoming in times of pandemic, please let me know. As always, I wish you to stay safe, well, and true to yourself. Namaste. Until next time.